Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Philadelphia's Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. It's Dom time. Now, Dom Giordano. All right, welcome in, everyone. It is a big Friday show. Dom Giordano show, fresh back. Well, maybe not so fresh. It was a long trip to Ocean City and back last night for our friends about protecting our shores. What a group. I'll break it down for you, some of the things I picked up. It was amazing. The level of intensity and knowledge of about 150 people there last night for their annual banquet celebration. And uh, I got in a few Phil Murphy jokes. It was uh, worth it just to go that far to tell a few uh, Phil Murphy jokes. I'd like to have more. You can always send me one just so, you know, you never know when you're going to be called upon. All right. Um, we are seeing this week the hu- one of the huge headlines, in addition to the savagery, uh, even the people among us, the latest over at the University of Pennsylvania now flashing these hateful images on the buildings. UAP has condemned it. What are they going to do about it, though? Are they going to arrest anybody that did it? That's private property. We'll get to that. But I want to start with the other thing this week. It's obvious that abortion has bank shot it, has gotten its way into front and center here. So President Trump is on Univision. I won't say what I think fully here yet. Going to play you what Trump said when asked on Univision yesterday's interview about abortion in the light of this last election and in the light of just overall uh, where we're headed with it as we chug toward the presidential campaign. By the way, I have some startling numbers here from the Emerson polling that I think debunk the idea that if RFK is in there, Biden wins in the swing states. That's just out today. Uh, And I have a Bloomberg poll that says the same thing from late last night. But it is amazing. Now we have Manchin in there, I believe. He hasn't announced for president yet. RFK Jr., Cornell West, Dr. Jill Stein, not Dr. Jill Biden. She's not in there yet. Well, she is. She wants to stay in the White House. All right, so here's President Trump, and I want to get your instant reaction to this. Here's what he said when asked about all matters post 
this off-season election and abortion. Cut 10. U.S., you appointed three Supreme Court justices. How do you view the legacy of your nominations and the impact they've had on decisions ranging from Roe v. Wade, immigration, um, gay marriage? Well, everybody thought Roe v. Wade wouldn't ever happen, and now it did. And uh, we were able to stop a very radical agenda, the Democrats, with killing babies after birth, killing babies in the ninth month, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I happen to be like Reagan in terms of uh, exceptions. I think the exceptions are very, very important, meaning the life of the mother and rape, incest, etc. And I think it's very important. I, I think most Republicans are there. I think when you don't have exceptions, it becomes a very difficult issue politically. I think it's very hard to win, and I think you see that. But we stopped a very radical agenda, and something will be worked out now because of what we were able to do. That was a tremendous thing when we did that. But, you know, if you look at the agenda, the radicals are really the Democrats because they'll kill babies in their eighth and ninth month, and they'll kill babies after birth. If you look at the governor, the former governor of Virginia, kill babies after birth. We had a decision the other day, uh, not too long ago, where um, getting into a school, getting into a college now is going to be based on performance. It's going to be based on merit. Okay. Nobody thought that would ever it's, happen. We're wandering in something else. So um, now we're told by the smarter than the room types that Trump or any Republican, I guess, should not defend the three picks for the Supreme Court and what's happened in the Supreme Court. Now, look, I told you in the wake of Tuesday I was a bit surprised that abortion was more prominent than I thought it would be. I still thought it would play a role. I'd have to say it's bigger than I thought, and it looks like it can morph a bit into the presidential race, although not necessarily overwhelmingly, depending. But no, we're not going to run away from the facts of what the Supreme Court uh, judges have done here. Trump's got to articulate better. He's doing a good job there of pushing back against six-week uh, abortion bans and uh, no exceptions and all that. I mean, you know how much ahead of the curve. I had Dave White on here who uh, ran f- for governor, and I like him a lot. Union guy, did a good job. Some of you liked him, conservative. He still said he was no exceptions. I had Mark Kalk on. And Mark said, well, maybe in the life of the mother, running against Fitzpatrick. And I've said how many times you're not going to win in Pennsylvania. Now I'm thinking you might not win in any state, depending, unless it's just something else is overwhelming, if you're a no-exceptions person. So, you know, those people can't be the nominees. It's that simple. Neither can the six-week abortion people. But Trump is not in that camp. Now we're being told, and by some Republican strategists, let's go easy on the Supreme Court. Be defensive about it if you're asked about it. No, 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 no. We worked too long and hard to get these people on the Supreme Court. Think of all those battles. And they did exactly the right thing. We ought to be talking about, we should celebrate this in America, that each state on an issue like this either through referenda or the legislature, is supposed to decide for that state what they want the parameters to be on the issue of abortion. That's the way that it should be. So Trump is right there. If asked about this or going into this, 
I mean, if it comes up again in 2024, I would stack the genius of guys like Gorsuch and Alito against any Biden or Obama appointee. But now we're being called, yeah, hit the brakes, Dom, on the Supreme Court. No, no way. So give me your reaction to what Trump said there at 855-839-1210, AT&T and Verizon Wireless. Uh, You just push pound 1210 and we'll get you on board. Now, this is a uh, Bloomberg morning consult poll, which leans a little bit left. Listen to the, the interesting breakdown when it's head to head Biden and Trump, which it will not be. By the way, I'm sticking also to today. It's going to be Trump and it's going to be Biden. You know, anybody in the world can come on and say, it's not going to be Biden. You know, some causing a stir. It's going to be Newsom or something like that. I don't see how you jump over Kamala Harris, by the way, if it's not Biden. You tell me how in the world you think you're going to jump over top of how the Democrat Party is and not have Kamala Harris if it's not Biden. I got to see that. I got to see how Newsom jumps over Kamala Harris. Think about it. The racial identity party, not Kamala Harris in there. Come on. All right. The morning consult Bloomberg poll. Georgia, Trump versus Biden. Trump, 48, Biden, 41. Trump versus Biden versus Kennedy versus West. Cornell West. They have it. Trump, 43, Biden, 34, Kennedy, 10, and West, 1. Pennsylvania, Bloomberg, Morning Consult, Trump versus Biden. They have it, just like the Siena poll had it, the New York Times Siena poll. Trump 47, Biden 44. Bloomberg Morning Consult, though, when it's Trump, Biden, Kennedy, West. Trump 41, Biden 38, Kennedy 8, West 1. So still Trump by three points. What I'm saying is I've been going all the other national stuff with Kennedy and how much he gets, some of these wild numbers. It doesn't matter. The only thing that really matters is in these swing states. And there, it seems like he's a factor. He might even get double digits. But it doesn't appear, at least in the early polling here, that he's taking away from um, Trump. It seems to be a wash. Cornell West, definitely taken away from Biden. Half point to a point, which could be critical in the swing states. And I think if Joe Manchin gets in, He could take a half point to a point somewhere in there, potentially away. It would be away from Biden. So what you're going to see is a very close race, but Trump has a lot of advantages this time with all these people jumping into the race. The only disadvantage he has is multiple convictions, but they'll be on appeal. And can people then say, well, I don't care if he was convicted on that. My life is a hell of a lot better with Trump than it is with Biden. And two, it's still on appeal. See, if it's on appeal, can people say, I'm not voting for a felon? It's on appeal. And I think it depends greatly on which one of these cases he would be found guilty in. I haven't seen the odds. I think they're enormous, though, that Trump would not be convicted on one count here, there, the indictment. And if it's something like Alvin Bragg in New York, I think people could easily discount that. 
If it's the documents case, I think they could. Even the Georgia case. If it's the January 6th case, uh, then it's going to be interesting to see how that one cuts. But I still think, even if convicted on some things here, Trump will not be stopped by that in the minds of voters. Particularly, these things will be on appeal. All right, phone lines are 855-839-1210. That's how you get in. Happy Veterans Day. Our side question today, and I'll go to Jim and Henry a little bit later. We want to know, I talked with Dan before he uh, shuffled off to Virginia to pick up some stuff and to see the Dave Matthews Band. We were thinking veterans. You know, what have we not done? And one of the things we have not done, give us a film. Does not have to be a combat film. And in that film, give us the scene that you really like. You may even know a bit of the dialogue, you know, a phrase or two. In other words, we don't want to know the film. That's not good enough. We want to know the scene that you think is significant to you, that you remember as we think of veterans, the military, and the like. I'm going to take off the board one, incredibly, a film that has at least five that are memorable scenes. I'm going to take off the board uh, the Spielberg film, Saving Private Ryan, the opening scene, Storming Normandy, Omaha Beach. Incredible. Just incredible. Powerful beyond belief. But it doesn't have to be a combat film. You may have one that is even humorous. You may have one that's uh, fun, not, not in combat, but just uh, being in the military. Anything associated with veterans that you think matches up, whether combat film or not, the scene we want to know. All right, so don't call uh, Henry today and say, a fil- give us the scene. 855-839-1210. That's how you uh, get on board with that. Uh, we'll have Robin Schaefer stopping by. You know, I went into last night with this group in Ocean City. Why is it our listeners are so connected to this uh, wind turbine thing, the Jersey Shore, et cetera? And a lot of people there went some of the reasons of what drove them to it. A lot of them don't live necessarily in Ocean City at the Jersey Shore. They did make the point that you have uh, one off Atlantic City, albeit smaller, that is the next target to stop. And they might be easier to stop. Then after that, these groups are, there were people actually there, if you can imagine, uh, fishermen from Maine attended last night. They brought them down. So this is all hands on deck up and down the East Coast. It was one of the most impressive, knowledgeable groups I've ever been in front of on this issue. Just incredibly knowledgeable. And the two lawyers, Mike Donahue, who you know from uh, Cape May County, off and on with with me uh, when we're down at the shore. Just brilliant stuff as they broke down exactly what happened here and what happens next. So true, it's not fully over, but they're on the run. And we're the ones on the offensive now. And it was... um, incredible what these people have accomplished. You talk about fighting City Hall. All right, hit us on the side question, hit us in general. Should we play this differently? Why would we play it differently? This is a spectacular, uh, I'm not a Kavanaugh fan, 
Amy Coney Barrett, I'm still a little bit suspect of, but Alito, Gorsuch, etc. And Alito is the one that wrote the opinion. He did exactly where the law should be. This goes back to the states. You want to be in New Jersey? You're going to have as many abortions as you want around the clock. You want to be in New York? Yeah, same thing. You want to be in Mississippi? Maybe not. There are going to be different restrictions. It should be state by state. This issue was almost invented to land in a 50-state approach. Phone lines, 855-839-1210. Dom time. Good Friday, everyone. Welcome to Inside Question Today. Kind of a homage to veterans. Hit us with that scene from any film, maybe a TV show, even though I can't think of one, that is um, special to you. Doesn't have to be combat. By the way, this uh, just in, it just underlines both the silliness and the out-of-control lack of thought of those on the left, progressives. BBC World News, hardly a conservative outfit. Headline, gay Palestinian Ahmad Abu Mahari beheaded in West Bank. Why? For being gay. He was found out to be gay, so they behead him. These are the people that would go down first. The very people you see here in Philadelphia protesting, the women's groups extreme, the squad. And yet, these are the good guys in their minds. How do they square that? They can't square it. They just continue on and the media allows them to go on. That's what's happening. But imagine BBC World News and their their headline they didn't couch it. Well, why is he beheaded? We're not going to tell you. No, he was beheaded because he was found out to be gay. Now, Penn <laughs> denounces projections of pro-Palestinian messages on campus buildings as anti-Semitic, and they were. Zionism is racism, that kind of thing. All right? But what are they going to do about it? So, in other words, these outfits, these Hamas outfits, these left-wing outfits, Remember this happened, I think it was George Washington University. They have the ability to project images onto campus buildings as if they are a screen for them, something of that nature, of these vile, hateful things. Now, I maintain these are private property. (laughs) It's like you put a poster on it just because the modality the method you're using is different. You are still using that as your canvas. So what is Penn going to do about it? Other than denouncing it, how are they going to hold these people accountable? They can identify them. They can identify their groups. They should um, ban their groups. The university doesn't have to Now, that doesn't mean they still can't protest, but they're not an officially recognized group. That's exactly what should go on here. Instead, they'll probably just announce it and move on. That's the uh, tactic. But this is the latest tactic. And if you notice, we're well past now the one-month mark of these savage attacks. Uh, I talked with someone who... Uh, went to the viewing yesterday of this 43-minute film 
showing the savagery of these attacks. And he told me he's going to have some, need some time before he can talk about it publicly and decompressed. I couldn't go in the end. I had the uh, Ocean City thing, but I'm told that even people that have seen it all had trouble watching most of this to give witness to it of the savages and savagery that we're facing that has been enabled by the Democrat Party nationally, by the media, including their stooges who were working with Hamas and were stringers for them that we told you about yesterday. That's still going on. But the idea that they're going to go away with this stuff, that's not happening. All right, so 855-839-1210, you get a line. The other thing still out there out of this debate that, let's face it, was the JV squad, the Wednesday night Republican debate, is uh, Vivek Ramaswamy uh, bringing up the daughter of Nikki Haley. I'm glad it stayed out there. Kids are outside the boundaries in debates like that. Not someone like Hunter Biden because he's hardly a kid. And also because he is at the center of what appears to be this racket the entire Biden family has been running. Yeah, but bringing up the kid in this, nah, you just don't do it. And that's why there's still people talking about that, about the only thing out of that debate. All right, let's go to Ann in Norriton on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Ann, good Friday. What do you have today? Well, I have Jack Nicholson's. You need me on that wall. Yeah, absolutely. You want me on that wall. Thank you, uh, Ann. You want me on that wall. You want me right. on that wall. Thank you, Ann. Yeah, that's a very good one. She stole mine. Yeah, okay. That yeah, was now. I'll answer the question. Yeah. You want answers? <laughs> I think I'm entitled to. Yeah. You want answers? <laughs> I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Yeah. Oh, man, now, see, everybody thinks you can't handle the truth, Henry, is the line. I don't know about you. Not to me. When he finally can't take it and he says, you're damn right I ordered a Code Red. <laughs> That's when... you damn right I did! Yeah, exactly. All right, so, yes, that is a great line because it's not in combat, not at all, even though, you know, it involves life and death, get Mona. It's not a combat scene. It's just a courtroom scene. I was going to take that one off, and I thought, nah, if somebody gets that, that's pretty good. So I'm glad the two of you had that. We'll get Jim's a little bit later. Yeah, and that's got to be near the winner's circle. But that's what we're looking for. It doesn't have to be in a combat situation, just involving veterans, people in the military. There's a lot of pretty good films, pretty good uh, scenes showing, um, what is it, best years of our lives, returning veterans. From World War II. I mean, it's older, but it's uh, an unbelievable. Of course, the Vietnam films, etc. So hit us with one. It could be combat. There could be a scene you really like. That's, uh, that's fine also. But the uh, pro-Palestinian mobs are not going anywhere. Let's, let's look at this, uh, what they did at Penn here uh, this week. Um, Wonder Woman. The actress had a screening near the Museum of Tolerance in downtown L.A. of the film I was telling you about. And what happened? They rioted. They tried to shut it down. That's what they're about. And I've seen this week again, uh, out of this, 
I realize there are bigger things. I don't know about you. When I see these people ripping down the posters, the artwork that was made of the children principally that are hostages, the glee they have, the obnoxiousness they have, it's almost up to Larry Krasner. It's that much. It's just stunning. Any number of them now have been uh, outed. And people that deal with them will uh, be taking whatever approach they want as far as job opportunities, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that it's stunning to see the glee they have, the determination they have that you're not going to see those posters. Why? Are they untruthful? No, they are truthful. They don't want you to see them. And yet we're supposed to hear about the poor Palestinians around the clock for the last 40 years, it seems like. That's all that you hear. It's incredible. Their handiwork today, though, the West Bank, and I don't think the West Bank is as radical as Gaza. I think the West Bank is radical. But Hamas, I think, is at the top of the radical food chain. They beheaded gay Palestinian Ahmad Abu Marhai. Why? Because he was gay. Why else did you think? They realized he was gay. I don't know if he confessed to it or not. What do these people say about that? Maybe they don't care about these poor babies that were killed in the manner that we've talked about. Do they care that an individual for a group that they support, the West Bank, was beheaded because he was found to be gay? That's what they're about. I guess they ran out of buildings, none of them high enough to throw them off. We're dealing with medievals here. That's exactly what these people are. And it's going to continue. All right, 855-839-1210. The Joe Manchin move, I think, clearly gives us West Virginia. The governor there, Justice, is going to win West Virginia. And that means if Republicans win the presidency, uh, if it's Trump, then we should have the Senate. Now we increase in the Senate, potentially. And I would expect we would hold the House. I think Manchin is going to run third party. I don't think he's dropping out just to drop out. There were rumors that he would hook up with Mitt Romney. Oh, my God. The ignominy. Are you going to be Mitt Romney's VP choice or is Mitt Romney Joe Manchin's VP choice? Can you imagine that ticket? All they have to do, though, is get a half of a percent, not even a whole percent. Let's say even three quarters of a percent in a state like Pennsylvania. That's a lot of votes. You mix that in with Kennedy and the other uh, two or three that are there, and that could be decisive. And Democrats know it, and they're going to do everything they can to try to keep them off the ballot. 855-839-1210. You get on board here on the uh, Dom Giordano Show. Hey, let's talk about a visionary. 17 years ago, my buddy Roy founded the first Batteries Plus Bulbs location in the tri-state area in Mount Laurel. Today, there are two. The other one on Tilton Road in Northfield. And the mixture, looking back on it, was pretty, now it's pretty simple, but looking back on it, yeah, people are really going to need a store like this, not only that has an extensive collection of batteries and lighting products, they're going to need help with all this technology. Either it breaks down or they don't understand it. They're in business. They want to cut cost. That's what they do. Uh, custom battery packs, smartphone repairs, 
game console repairs, ride-on toys repairs, all of that. You'll get great expertise, but the second part, Roy, customer service, nothing like it. Either he himself or his trusted advisors. Here's how you reach him. Again, two stores, one on Route 73 in Mount Laurel, the other on Tilton Road in Northfield. Call 856-638-0778, 856-638-0778. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, Dom Giordano Show. Welcome in, by the way. Happy birthday to the U.S. Marines founded here in Philadelphia. It's sad that... Due to the uh, bureaucracy and Jim Kenney, the Marines usually are at City Hall with a ceremony to celebrate that because of their significance and also uh, because of the fact that um, it's appropriate to do that. What would it take to open that for them to, oh no, can't do that. Unions can't have that at City Hall. So no ceremony this year, apparently. All right, let's go to uh, Lori and Ringo's on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Lori. Hey, Dom. I wanted to um, mention two things if you have time. But the first one is my theory about the presidential election and what's going to happen and how they get around Kamala is that, and it kind of changes now that Hamas attacked Israel because I don't know if they if if they could if she has you know can has the gravity to even be the titular head of the government, but that Biden would have some kind of quote-unquote health event, maybe between Thanksgiving and Christmas or right after that. And she would step in and become the president for some very limited period of time, during which she would announce that she wasn't going to run for the election, but she would then technically be first, you know, female person of color president, you know, uh, for and uh, so the Dems would get that. Okay, Um, let me stop. I I got it. That's clever. But I would tell you my sense is no, she's not going to give it up. This is the only shot in her life she has to be president. Just like I don't believe Joe Biden's going to go no matter what happens because Jill Biden is not ready to leave the White House. So I think that's pretty clever. I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, and then they'd bring they'd bring in the you know, the greaseball schmuck from California or Michelle Mabel. And that would be the actual candidate against Trump. uh, Michelle Obama is the only force, for obvious reasons, the gravitas of it, the racial component, that I could see jumping over Kamala Harris. I mean, what are they going to offer her, Lori? You'll be the president someday? Uh, She's not going to go for that. She's gotten to where she is, even though the rankest incompetent 
by playing that card? Or I'd be surprised if you could take it away from her. I, I don't think, I think somebody would get to her, you know, whoever all those people are right. there, you know, and they would, this is not an option. And, and it, it'd be almost like, you know, threatening her. So, I, I mean, I guess technically she could still refuse, but I think that's how that oh, would okay. work. Okay, right, I'm writing that one down as far as a uh, scenario, yeah. though. Okay. <laughs> yes. And he, here's my other, here's, yeah. here's the other thing I just wanted to mention. At Penn, University of Pennsylvania, there is a, it's on their official club list. It's called Penn Against Occupation. The head of that is a female who spent some time in school in Jordan, is over here. I think she's a junior undergraduate. I do not know if she's a U.S. citizen or she's just over here on a visa or what. Mm -hmm. She um, was a speaker at one of the Center City rallies. Okay, not a Penn rally. One of the rallies down in Center City that we're, you know, that, you know, she called October 7th, glorious October 7th. Dom, why is this girl not expelled from that school? Yeah, I know the one you mean. We've been playing it. It made it, it got out there. I know exactly what you're talking about, because what Penn is trying to do now is pretty quickly denounce everything, but not do anything. And that, that's because their new strategy. Because it's all about money, as always. But yes. it should be about right and wrong. And that is so wrong. You are entitled to free speech. I don't know if she is entitled to free speech in this country if she's not a citizen of this country. But let's say she is. Let's say legally she's still entitled to free speech. That doesn't mean that your free speech has implications. She can still go say that anytime, anywhere. She just can't attend that university and sh- Build well, that kind of bias. Well, that, that's right. She has a right to her freedom of speech, but the private world, not the government, but the private world, other than if she's not a citizen, we have a right to our freedom of speech, which would include, I'm not going to hire you. I'm not going to hire someone who wants to cut up babies. I don't have to hire someone who wants to do that. That's right. And that is not a public university. And I'm sure they'd hide under, we get federal, we get federal aid and also we have to comply with that but that is not a public school and they darn well drill that into you when you're trying to get into it it's an elite private school exactly laurie what's your scene what's your veteran scene okay uh, i hope nobody takes this as an insult to veterans but it's basically about how a government needs to be better to veterans they should be number one in the government's book it's from national lampoon vacation Randy Quaid, Uncle Eddie, is sitting having a conversation with Chevy Chase, and he said that um, the Army just um, reduced my benefit because they said the metal plate in my head isn't big enough to qualify. Uh, that is a great—I know that scene because I know that film very well. Boy, that you're cooking today as usual. That is outside the box. Lori, thank you. How are the kids doing? Uh, they're, they're doing great. I'll be home for Thanksgiving. All good. Thank you, Lori. Thanks, Thanks very Dom. much. All right. Uh, you got all these, right, Henry? So that's two of them, and I'll try to keep track of them, yep. too. So Uncle Eddie, I know that scene. Uh, Jack Nicholson scene. They know to play to my sympathies. That's in my – it probably – if I had 10 TV sets and I could only actually hear one and they're all around me, but I know those 10 scenes are coming up, whatever my top 10 are, I'd be hard-pressed to say any other scene of any film at any time is more potent than just those because Tom Cruise is so good because I don't think he's playing as an actor. He is a punk. You know, I'm rooting against Cruise, but you can't be rooting for Jack Nicholson in this.
Right. You're like a real dilemma. You're rooting for him to say it and all, but you're not really rooting for him. Yeah. No, that's what makes that movie so perfect. I yeah. Mean, that's one of, that's, it's literally one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, yeah. It is beautifully done. And when he uh, s- uh, says something sniffling to his, you, Lieutenant Weinberg, you're going <laughs> to <Yeah. just, laughs> Who's going to guard that wall? You. Yeah. You, yes. Lieutenant Weinberg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, I think yeah, Demi Moore is even pretty good in a role there, which is a stretch for me to say. All right. It's 855-839-1210. Let's go to uh, Kevin in Bucks County. Hello, Kevin. Hello, Mr. Giordano. So uh, I have to take a little bit of umbrage with you, if you may. Sure. Go right ahead. Um, Nikki Haley's daughter is not off limits, only just for the sheer fact that she's 25 years old. Well, wait a minute. My so, kid, my kid would be off limit, DJ and Luke, if I read, and they're over twenty five. What are you talking yeah. about? No, no, because because she's an adult. Uh, that's just my. I would. Well, wait, I would wait, do wait the a same minute. Thing. Wait a minute, though. Uh, she's an adult, but that she's a, a civilian. She doesn't have um, a, a show on TikTok or stock in TikTok. You know, something like that, or consorting with the Chinese. No, but she uses it as a yeah. platform and. If if someone's saying, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't allow, and then kid happens. Look, I, I mean, I remember, you know, my daughter was on some Zanga back in the day. Right. Oh my gosh, uh, but she was thirteen, so I had to defend her. You know what I mean? Her nick, her her username was dancing your underwear as a thirteen year old. I'm like, what are you doing? But, but Kevin, <laughs> the point is but, though, how are you going to tell your 25 year old daughter? You don't think Nikki Haley tried to on this, given at least the embarrassment it would cause? No, he's out of line because instead of just being a smart guy, which he is, he's gone over the top here, and that's why he's unlikable at this point for a lot of people. But, but do you think that maybe she might, Nikki, she might have known that uh, her daughter was on the platform and to become aware of like, ooh, uh, you know, sit your kid down and say, look, you know, this might come to light. Well, Nikki Haley's very calculated, very political, so I would bet anything that she talked to the daughter about it. Yes, very likely. Um, but I just I just think that she's not awful, it's only just for the sheer fact that I understand what you mean because she's a civilian. I just don't necessarily agree with it. That's okay. all, just because all right. of, you know, because you got you to, gotta, you know, gloves are off when it comes to, adults, older kids. Look, HunterBidenSucks.com. <laughs> well, they, they don't, according to the American people. I'm only telling you what I see all over the place. So you have your opinion. I'm just telling you, your kid is always your kid. And unless the kid's a player, if the kid's in the game, then you could argue with uh, the Trump kids to some degree, depending upon the situation. All right? And I, I have to hear the situation and be particular on it. You can go after them because they're in the game, depending. Hunter Biden is definitely, he is the game, but I don't think Nikki Haley's daughter is in the game. Yeah, and and, and I I understand where you're coming from. And I just, it's just, I guess it's different parenting styles. Okay. Because once my kids were old enough, I'm like, hey, you know what? (laughs) You do you, and if it happens, hey, that's what it is, you know? Okay, what's your your scene, Kevin? Okay, so I'm not going to sound it out. But for me, before he was Uncle Ben in Star Wars, Sir Alec Guinness, the whistling scene 
in Bridge Over River Kwai. Oh, yes. Uh, people, it's an older film. I guess it's like early 60s even. Uh, you got we it. saw it in eighth grade. Yeah. We watched yeah. it in eighth yeah. grade as an uh, auditorium. And, yeah. and it still moved me. That Yeah. What a dilemma. What a dilemma. Thank you, Kevin. Great call. Yeah, the Bridge Over the River Kwai is an excellent one. Check it out if you've never seen it. All right, so we're looking for a film. It could be TV. Honor Veterans. Uh, not necessarily a combat thing. We've had some good ones that were not combat. The first two or three were not combat. But it could be combat if you want. It's up to you, whatever you have. 855-839-1210. You get on board. Coming up, uh, the Philadelphia Inquirer is just all a titter because they're thinking, oh, a new mayor, a new police commissioner, and a new head of the FOP. We're not going to have John McNesby to kick around anymore. Oh, this is going to be great. Will this guy now sell out the cops is what I read in today's paper, essentially. I'll give you the details on that and your calls. Hey, Rescue Natural Supplements, unprecedented Black Friday sale is back again. Now this week, the savings are bigger and better than ever. Right now, they're slashing prices on all supplements with discounts ranging from 50 to an incredible 80% off the total cost. Rescue has a wide array of products to address your health needs, including immunity and cholesterol support, heart health, and natural energy enhancers. That's 50% off omega-3s, probiotics, and so much more. One more thing. This Rescue Black Friday sale will run the entire month of November. So shop today at res-q.com. That's res-q.com. Or call a rescue product consultant, 800-26-ALIVE. That's 800-262-5483. Again, all rescue supplements, 50 to 80% off during the entire month of November. So why wait? Start shopping now at res-q.com. Do it today. All right, Dom Giordano Day, pre-Veterans Day, but actually the day that the holiday and everything else around it, that gives us our side question today. I mentioned uh, the FOP now. Today is John McNesby's last day. And uh, John McNesby is largely recognized with for his, in the union role, as far as uh, the benefits, raises, and protection of cops that he got. I don't remember anybody better in that role over at the FOP. But it is true, and it's not due to McNesby. It's just due to what the heck has happened around here. You may remember that FOP endorsement in the mayor's race. We had John on. Let's face it, was not largely coveted. He told us that one person said they would take it, but they didn't want to be seen publicly. And they ended up with going with a guy who only finished fifth in the whole thing. And this is not a reflection on McNesby as the Inquirer makes it today. What a new mayor, police commissioner, and union president mean for Philly's FOP. Now, I don't know the new president. I would like to, well, interim, I guess. I think there'll be another election. He's a cop of longstanding. And I do hope that um, he continues one of his major functions, which is to be the tip of the spear When it comes to Larry Krasner, the Inquirer is kind of uh, predicting they're in the mode 
that the FOP will stand down. How could they stand down? Not just because it's the right thing, not just because it's the right thing for uh, crime victims, etc., but because as a union, there is no greater threat, maybe even than the criminals in Philadelphia, to their officers, in some years at least, than Larry Krasner. This is part of their benefit package, I would argue. Standing up and defeating Larry Krasner is exactly what you should do, not just as a law enforcement union, but just as a union. He's the uh, existential force out there crippling your members, potentially. So are they going to go soft on Krasner, as the Inquirer seems to think? Now, John McNesby was a, uh, a force here to be reckoned with big time. And um, they seem to indicate, well, then how come Big Mouth Dom, they didn't beat Krasner if the FOP is this, that, and the other? And, and the answer is that in some ways, Philadelphia has changed. This guy is skillful at playing them. Will there be a day of reckoning? Depends upon the candidate, depends upon everything else. I think Krasner will run again. And um, I'm not saying it's not an uphill battle, but if the FOP is not in it, then that is very strange, I would say, to the union president. If they're not in it, this is not just a question of crime. It's a question of your members, their livelihood, their freedom. That's on the table when you when you come up to this next DA's race. That's exactly what's on the table if you're a cop in Philadelphia. And if you want more cops to be in Philadelphia, if you want the suburban cops to allow their police to come and aid you in Philadelphia, then what do you have to do? Now, I'm hopeful that the suburban cops, you've heard them on the show. The guy we had on the other day, Grafe, was excellent from uh, Marple Newtown area. They got to come together. They got to form a coalition to stop Larry Krasner. And any town out in the suburbs that won't allow that, well, then we don't want to hear you when the victim of crime situation, the stats pile up. You heard that guy the other day. It was shocking. People taking uh, droves of homeless people out there. It's six miles from the Philadelphia border to rob stores, particularly Burlington County, uh, the um, Burlington Coat Factory, give them a few bucks, and then sell all the coats. 17 out of the 23 arrested, I think, in October were all from Philadelphia. Marple? Yeah, they're coming to the suburbs. He laid it out why. Avoidance of this guy is impossible. We'll see what the new mayor does. He'll be on the show next week. All right, coming up, Robin Schaefer, one of the leaders of Save Our Shore uh, at the Jersey Shore, had me as the MC last night at their big annual banquet. What happens next? And I try to lay out for the people there, why are listeners? I would say, look, other than Trump, you know, anything that proceeds from Trump, there's going to be enormous interest. Let's take that off the board. Looking back over the year, give me a, an, a, an issue that 
was top of mind for you. I maintain the wind, the whole thing at the Jersey Shore, the emotionality of it at times, it reached the top three. It really did. Aside from Trump and all the spillover from Trump and everything else. And that could be international, national, whatever. What was it for you that you realized you had a lot of intensity around this? 855-839-1210. Tom Giordano. Weekdays 9 till noon on Talk Radio 1210.